welcome to this episode of ClearedCast, your source for security clearance, intelligence community, espionage, national security, and defense contracting updates, and our exclusive interviews with intelligence community and government leaders. Hello, this is Jill Hamilton, editor at clearancejobs.com. Welcome to this episode of ClearedCast. Today, we're joined by Tarun Soni from Northrop Grumman. Turn, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me today on ClearCast. We're going to be talking about the breadth of opportunities at Northrop Grumman. You're currently a Northrop Grumman fellow. Can you just tell me a little bit more about that role, maybe what types of projects you work on? So the one-line version of that role is probably leadership and technology, making sure that Northrop stays a leader in technology. To your point about projects, that actually spans a very wide uh, range of things we do, if you will, all the way from what what I call the front of the business, strategy, business development, all that stuff, uh, to the back of the business, execution, building stuff, that sort of thing. So on on the strategy side, that involves all the usual strategy things, perhaps, which is what's the environment, where's the customer going, what does, since we are a national security business, what does the nation as a whole need? What are the, the constraints being placed on us? Uh, where, where is the commercial world going? All that stuff. And how do you leverage all that into building a solution that is useful for the U.S. Uh, Department of Defense? So that's the strategy piece of it, if you will. Followed by that is the what technical discriminators can not, can or should Northrop build. So again, part of strategy, but now you're delving into specifics in technology that start happening. Uh, what are the use cases all the way from the laws of physics to the laws of math to the laws of networking? What are you trying to actually win, if you will, and change in the world? Getting further down the business, that none of that can be done unless you're interacting with customers and understanding what the customers need. And once in a while, also influencing them and, and trying to convince them uh, to go left, not right, those sorts of things. So there's a bit of that going on. And finally, this is all nice, but somebody has to build something at the end of the day that gets in the hands of a user. And so when you start building these things, we Northrop take on uh, difficult, complex things, if you will. So the building mm-hmm. is never easy. I, I would I would love to believe that once we have come, come up with a dream, you can build that dream and off you go, it's easy. Well, the dream was complex enough that the building always has a problem and then people like me get called on for going and fixing it and at least taking you know, some some effort into making it happen, if you will. But there is one more. The most important thing that I do is actually try to build other people who can do this. So mm. all that was business as usual, if you will, to, to me. The, the part that is often not often spoken about is mentoring and growing the workforce. So at this point in, in, the, in a Northrop career, if you will, or perhaps in my life, it is at least as important to grow people as it is to solve problems. So I, I don't necessarily want to underplay that. Um, that becomes a huge deal. And I think I spend a fair amount of time on that front as well. Did that make any sense at all? Absolutely. That's awesome. Because really, it's it's about your people who have to do the work and investing in the people pays so many dividends down the road. So that is so, that is crucial. It does play into the point like it seems like for a lot of professionals, it's common to arrive at Northrop Grumman and then stay there. It seems like that's been a little bit of your story. How do you think the company might facilitate? Good question. To, to be frank, I, I am probably as surprised as most that I'm still here. Um, <laughs> that said, um, I, when, when you make me think about the, the, the past and go, why am I still here, basically? What I discover is, number one, there is the mission discussion, which is you get to actually solve things the world needs. You, you get to make an impact. And, and Nathra provides a, a really useful and large vehicle to do that. The second piece that happens is 
Very rarely do you get an opportunity to play at the high end of technology space, uh, everything from superconductors through the James Webb telescope through cloud computing, whatever, quantum computing stuff. I guess, personally speaking, and, and this may not apply to everyone, I do get bored very easily. Every couple of years, I'm like thoroughly bored with whatever I happen to be doing. And Northrop has a sufficiently wide uh, set of uh, both uh, spaces as well as the infrastructure to let you shift as you go. So I've done everything from pure you know, technology implementation through business development, through even profit and loss management. I ran a department for a while and off to you know, strategy. You can think of it as preventing boredom. You can think of it as learning on a daily basis. But there is that aspect to the Northrop life, if you will. I do want to mention the size of Northrop scares uh, a lot of people. Yes, we are large and once in a while we might even feel bureaucratic. However, the big thing about that scale is that lets you take on difficult, hard things that the often the U.S. Department of Defense doesn't even ask lots of people. One of the recent projects I worked on, a total of three companies got asked the question. Others don't even know what the question is. Forget trying to get to the answer. That doesn't happen unless you happen to be at Northrop. And the, the other trick about that scale is it, it touches something that is on the science side is near and dear to my heart, which is how do you manage complexity? So when you're building big things like the James Webb telescope is probably the, 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 the example of the day, uh, or a large satellite or a, a, the B-2 bomber, the complexity of those things is an art by itself. It's it's not the individual domain, it's managing a complex system. And you're not going to find that in, in, and I have done a bunch of startups, you're not going to find that in a small startup, if you will. And I, I do want to go back to the people perspective, though which is this is all nice. and Maybe you can find that in other places. The other thing that happens at Northrop and, and COVID aside is uh, making friends. There's way too many people at Northrop that I respect. There's way too many people at Northrop that I would like to go spend a little more time with and go get lunch with and, and pay for their coffee so I can pick their brains. So somehow Northrop has managed to collect a set of people that in itself is probably a sort of a, a virtuous circle leads to people like me saying, huh, you know, I, I don't want to lose this, in effect, this family or this crowd of mine. The family is probably too strong a word, but certainly this set of people that I can call on every time I have a question. So there's that people aspect that somehow gets wrapped into this. Uh, does that does that kind of sort of explain the, the what's going on in the brain? Absolutely. It definitely makes sense. And it does lead into your portfolio of work is very diverse. You've explained about all the different things that you have jumped back and forth into and been able to, you call it boredom, but it's also lifelong learning and commitment to doing that. So how would you say that maybe you've built those different skill sets to grow your career over the years? Do you, have you envisioned like the end in mind and you kind of pick things up along the way and try to get onto different programs? Or is it just as things come along and caught your interest and they've kind of been like adjacent to what you're already doing? What does that look like for you? Another astute question. You're making me introspect a bit here. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> That's um, our goal, right? <laughs> yeah. So so as I think about it, I don't think I picked the goal in mind, if you will. Like I want to become XYZ by age 32 or whatever it is. It's more along lines of pattern of behavior in mind, which is I want to make sure that I do A, impactful things and B, so the mechanism I've chosen to make an impact is high-end high technology. So if you choose to say that's your underlying bedrock principle, which is number one, it has to be useful for the world. And the way you're going to make it useful is not by you know loaning money or doing 15 other things, but by focusing on building good high-end technology. 
then what happens is all the opportunities you choose along the way, all the places that you choose to put effort on, if heck, even all the friends you make, if you will, all the people you hang out with, uh, line up to that naturally. So it's probably more of a behavioral trait than a specific, you know, like, well, my resume should have the following word by so-and-so date. If you follow that, and, and I'm thinking through my career, and I'm beginning to realize that's actually what I seem to have done. As opportunities come by, and I've done everything from startups through NASA through Northrop Grumman recently, what happens is every choice that you have made has been on that front, which is, hmm, is this startup going to help me learn something, push technology forward, forward, et cetera. If as long as you do that, I think you land in a place that you are comfortable with. So that's sort of how that happens. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Definitely makes sense. So it sounds like your goal was to push technology forward. So finding things along the way that helped do that, which you found to be especially helpful at being at Northrop Grumman to be able to do that. Keeping that end goal in mind, even if it's just in the background of your of your mind, has helped drive your career over the years. How about any interesting projects or programs that you've worked on um, during your time? <laughs> <laughs> uh, how much time we got? <laughs> Since I joined Northrop, there's been a couple of really fun projects. Uh, uh, these have been at scale. Uh, one of those was we developed a networking solution, uh, Think Internet, uh, for uh, the nation's senior leader communications. Uh, um, basically, the senior leaders of the of the nation, and you see some of them on the on the news almost every day, perhaps get to use this and and have access to uh, their networks and and their data uh, and stay connected as they travel around the globe. First off, that's not a small job. And second, that has a whole bunch of responsibility that comes with it. So that's kind of fun. And then more recently, uh, I got involved in a bit of a nuclear effort at Northrop, uh, landed up designing or at least helping design the network that manages some nuclear assets. Obviously, can't speak too much about it, but (laughs) that's a different kind of responsibility. Let's not mess this up. Right. If you mess right. up a nuclear management network, bad things could happen. So exactly. there's the level of responsibility. So the, the thing I did not mention in the previous questions was when you take on these things, there is a level of responsibility because these are critical things for the world. And you have to pay attention to that. You have to get very, very serious about making sure you deliver on, on these things, independent of what the financial and or the customer position is. Ideally, you, you're able to manage all of them. But at the end of the day, you have to deliver what you said. Was Listen, that a sufficient a, span of interesting projects? Oh, yeah, definitely. What would you say the types of work you've been able to do at Northrop Grumman? Like, what is it about working there that you couldn't do anywhere else? I think you touched a little bit on it, even though the company is large, just all the connections you've been able to make. Is that Has that been a key driver for you? Or just um, what types of things have you been able to do there that just have really stood out? Let me try and and recapture some of the previous points and add a few, perhaps. Things that on the impact side, the things that I've been able to do at Northrop, you know, you you heard some of the projects, is impact at scale, not, you know, build a small gizmo here or or build a small gizmo there. No no offense to the small gizmo people. Those are important. They actually fit into my systems. But the systems level thinking is a whole different game or what we call system of systems level thinking is a different Mm. It involves a different set of complexities working on a problem at that level uh, where you are trying to optimize a solution across multiple systems which you may or may not be able to control or change has has a charm of its own so those are the sorts of what i would call at scale things that northrop brings to the table i mentioned the high end technology conversation so on any given day i have had the luxury of drifting from as i said nuclear uh, network uh, communications through 
quantum communication discussion through a cloud discussion, uh, a software discussion, if you will, and then an AI thing thrown on top of the cloud. Uh, all in a single day. So Nathu brings that breadth and you're learning. Every time you're doing this, you're learning, right? And that includes ability to talk to people who actually know what they're doing and learn from them as well. So Nathu brings that that coterie of people, that, that set of friends, if you will. But there's one other thing I, I perhaps have not mentioned yet, which is because of the sorts of things you're doing and because you are at Nathu, perhaps, uh, you have access to the world. And, and what do I mean by that? What I mean is I it, it's been a long time since... A phone call from me has not been answered for it by the outside world. Uh, so if I pick up the phone and call somebody, in the mm-hmm. general case, I get get an answer back. And that's probably reflective not of me, the, the person, but of me, the title, or perhaps me, the company. So mm-hmm. there is a, 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 when you say you've made friends, you have not just made friends inside Northrop, but Northrop itself has a lot of friends who will respond if Northrop calls. Uh, and that's a fairly rare thing to, to comment on. Going back to something you said, being Northrop, we have a lot of people we hire from the from the services as they retire and, and so on and so forth, uh, you know, from the Navy, the Air Force, etc. And I have the luxury of working with some of these super stellar people. Well, some of them I actually ask, well, you were retiring and you had a choice of going to, you know, Boeing and Northrop and Lockheed and 15 other people. Why do you choose Northrop? And this is usually late in the day after we've had a long day with a customer or something. And their answer, at least the ones that are at Northrop, tends to be, well, yes, I've seen all these companies from the other side, from the services side. And I do believe Northrop brings a level of integrity that matters to me. That that comment cannot be underplayed. So that, does that, does that mm-hmm. give you a quick sense of what Northrop brings to the table that is uh, unusual and rare? Absolutely. Absolutely. It sounds like you've had a lot of different opportunities and a lot of great partners in the overall community that's helped grow your career to where you are now. That's been really great. Well, thank you so much, Tarun, for joining us today. And thank you all for listening at ClearCast. For more security clearance news and defense information, please visit us at news.clearancejobs.com.